It's a cot. Episode 27. Hey, back again. You know what it is. Yes, sir. With your boys, Ryan and Paul. Hey, Hi. Paul and Ryan, cup in hand, you know. Come on, cup in hand. Feel Today me? was supposed to be a special day. We were supposed to have our boy, Khalil, representing the Air Force. He's stationed out in Hawaii. He was supposed to sit down with us today. Yes, Khalil, if you heard about him, he's pretty big in the Discord streets. The man is a wave check legend. That's why I got my do-rag on and I was ready to show you the waves that I've been working on. Yes, I had the product going the past few days. Hey, shout out to the court, man. Shout out to Khalil. But he's so, uh, yeah. AWOL right now. I don't know what happened. Maybe he fell asleep or something. You know, we working on different time zones. I know it's like noon there right now, so he should be wide and awake. But, you know, to give him some credit, he does he does work late nights. So big facts, big facts. You know, we'll we'll get it worked out some some way somehow. But Khalil, if you're watching right now, wake your ass up. <laughs> wake your ass up. <laughs> hey, your ass up. Hey, hey, shout out to the court, man. Shout out to the community yes, that supports us. Oh yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I would be I would be remiss, as they say, to be bringing up the cord, and not mention that we have a cord of our own. So thank big you facts. for everybody who's joined. It's been very very busy in there very eventful people aren't not letting us sleep so mm -hmm. i like the energy i like the energy there because you know we could have started a server and and really been outdoing ourselves exactly. we started a server we got 30 or so people to join just off the bat and those 30 people are active right now yeah and that's that's all you can ask for so you know we're just going to keep going from there and you know reach out to us find us on our on our twitter on our instagram we got the link to join our discord server where me and paul are very active you can chop it up with us you can give us suggestions on what you want us to talk about in our podcasts and also you can give us suggestions on who we should interview for our future podcast yeah we appreciate that man people been rocking with us real hard that's what keeps us yes, going sir. that's what keeps us motivated to do this um yes, thank you for everything you guys do and, and if you're not following us and liking and subscribing make sure you do and keep up with us man we got a lot to talk about man it's a lot that's been a going lot. on it's been a lot that's Come been on, going where do we on start? where do we start man i i think we got to start uh the, with the elephant in the room man the stimulus package mm -hmm. we got to talk about okay. it we got to talk about i got it. my stimmy okay i got my stimmy probably like a week and a half ago mm. i just deposited in the bank like yesterday Always to savings, always to savings. I try Big to be fact. smart with these things. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I got my stimmy. At the bottom, it was signed by Donald Trump. Okay. So that, was, that was the stimmy that they had sent out before he left office, the $600 one. Yeah. The now, six bucks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> the six bills. Uh, when, when, uh, when Biden got in office, he did say that he wanted to, you know, send out the two thousand dollars that they, hmm. you know, the Republicans before Trump left, they were they were arguing, should it be six hundred dollars? And I think um, Bernie Sanders had put out two thousand dollars into the air, and he Trump did. jumped on it and said, "Yes, let's do two thousand uh -huh. dollars." The Republicans was like, "Nah, let's keep it six hundred and they sent out six hundred. So when Biden got in, he said, I'm going to make up for that difference and give you 1400 So, you know, Americans is waiting on that $1,400 check. And from what you were telling me earlier, some Democrats are trying to fight him on that number. Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's, it's a classic, classic scene of politicians promising things. And then once, you know, 
the powers flipped or once the power secure, depending on who would have got elected, but obviously Biden and Kamala, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're now they're trying to change things. Everybody's looking at the package. They're they're criticizing it. They're like, oh well, maybe you know, do we really want to do this? Do we really want to do this? And Biden, you know, to his credit, you know, to Biden's mm-hmm. credit, he's like, look, we made the American people a promise. We're gonna stick sure. stick to our promise. We're not gonna fucking renege. Right, we're gonna move forward. There's people out here who are hurting. Other countries have been given way more money to their citizens than we've been given. FYI, if you want to fact check me, please do and hit me up on a cord on social media. We can argue it down. But these are just big facts, right? We got six hundred dollars. Like, bro, I, I don't know anybody whose rent or half of rent or a part of their rent is six hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like, we need yeah, a little bit exactly. more than that to 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 live. Look, bro, I'll tell you like this. Um, you know, those checks when you get them, they say valid for a year. Mm. So I'm not, I'm you know, never really in a rush to go deposit the check. I don't know if it's just a feeling of I got this money here. And right. I know I can deposit it when I want. And it's cool to just kind of look at sitting on your desk or whatever. But I'm never really in a rush to get up and deposit the check. Um, but, you know, the other day, you know, I had to I had to pay my credit card and I had to pay my rent. You know, I bought some food, got some groceries, um, you know, some other expenses. But at the end of the day, like in one day, literally, I was down 600. And I was like, well, look at this. That's to my point. You know, I said, let me go and put this check in the bank right now because that's just going to make up for what I just spent on just expenses. And it didn't make a difference. I spent 600 and then I put 600 in the bank from this check. So at the end of the day, I didn't really get any money or make any money. Thank you, obviously, for the check. But still, it was gone in in, in an instant. So but I imagine and, and imagine people with kids. Imagine people exactly. with, you know, dependents that are taking care of them. Way mothers, more, their way mothers, more their fathers. than me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this this isn't something that should be, we should even be talking about, man. You know, it's our tax money anyway, though, right? So, it's like, yeah, you know, sure. relief package. It's like, man, give us our fucking money. I mean, that's just my opinion. But yeah. now, moving. yeah, no, no, I was going to, I was just going to add, I don't know if this is like a part of the uh, stimulus package or whatnot, but. You know, at first, I know that the Democrats was talking about, let's, you know, erase $10,000 of student loan debt. I was like, that would be great. That would Mm -hmm. cut mine in half. That would cut mine in half. I'm ready. Um, I need that. Now, I'm here and Biden, I think he was like, let's make it 50,000. Check it out. Check it out. I'm like, bro, do that because then I got nothing to pay back. But people are fighting him on it. I'm gonna I tell you what it is, bro. You're fighting him on it, bro. So, what I read, and like I said, if you're listening, please fact check it. Please, you know, don't just go off of what we say. But this, these are the facts. Yes, sir. The president, the president hasn't has the ability to issue an executive order to clear federal debt, educational debt, well, federal debt in general. But you know, in this, and 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 it's context we're talking about educational debt up to fifty thousand dollars right yes sir but he issue he can also issue you know for pretty much a bill or something for the senate to pass a debt uh, educational debt relief um bill to pass that up to 10k 
So the Democrats, or everybody, it ain't even just the Democrats, right? It's politicians in general. They're like, man, like, don't Mm -hmm. issue that executive order, right? They don't want them to issue that executive order because then they're obligated to clear 50K, which I'm with you. I'm like, man, that'll be nice. That will clear clear all of my educational debt as well. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's politics, man. They're looking at, they're looking at, you know, the deficit they're looking at the money we're borrowing they're looking at what we already owe which i get it but i mean the fact is this man we've been printing money we've mm-hmm. been off the gold standard for a long long time you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. i don't know man yeah damned if you do damned if you don't right yes sir so hopefully they make the right decisions about, yeah i know you just mentioned this gold standard um you been you been hearing anything about crypto? I mean, just the past couple of weeks with this, you know, GameStop situation. I don't even think we were able we we got a chance to speak on it. It was but, happening uh, so quick, right? Yeah, man. Just just to you know catch people up to speed. I'm sure you know everybody knows by now, but you know just to connect what we're talking about. Um, you know, these hedge funds out here they wanted to short GameStop their stock because. You know, with with all their metrics that they put together, they they figured that GameStop is not a profitable company or won't be a profitable company. And, you know, a bunch of little guys or retail investors, as you call them, the common man like you and me, um, they, you know, a few of them who are members of the sub on Reddit, Wall Street Bets, Mm -hmm. they, you know, kind of came together to say, you know what, let's all target and buy up GameStop. Now, I guess... You can sit there and be like, oh, insider trading, but it's not necessarily insider trading. They don't have any privy information. They don't have any knowledge. This is a failing company. So there's nothing that's really going to turn around and be the upswing to help them rather than just their focused efforts. Because honestly, if you buy it, that means there's demand, right? So they're just going to drive up the demand and they're going to hold. So, you know, a lot of people, this the stock went up like a thousand percent. People were making bread. You know, they deemed it a meme stock. Um, and it wasn't just GameStop. It was AMC. It was Nokia, um, BlackBerry. So Very all nice. these things were happening. And when things got too crazy towards the end of the week, you had places like Robinhood, the app that, you know, people kind of, or I, w- I won't say first time traders, but it's just a very simplified app where people can just download and get right to it. So, you know, a lot of these people who use Robinhood, they were like, the actual Robinhood company, they tried to stop the trading of all these meme stocks, which is against their terms of service. They got brought up on a class action lawsuit, uh, I think in New York, but if it's not, they definitely did get brought up somewhere on a class action lawsuit. Um, then they, you know, they, they kind of doubled back and they let people buy these stocks again, just at a, at a, at a, at a lower rate. Uh-huh. And, you know, basically people were upset, you know, because they're not doing anything wrong. Right. They're not the big guys. Now they combated this short and the, you know, the big guys lost a little money. So that's why, you know, they're mad and the SEC is on their side and they're, basically changing the rules once again to keep the little guy out you know once once people find a way to get their bread here comes somebody you know it's it's like in america you you kind of brought up to be like okay you got to play the game now that people are playing the game and they found a way to win here comes the rules getting switched around but i say all that to say at the end of the day when when the dust settled when everything cleared 
people sat back and they was like, damn, bro, this, this kind of shows that a lot of these rules are just arbitrary, you know? Like, what, uh -huh. what does this gold standard mean anymore? You know, yeah. is this fiat currency or is this paper money that we have? Because we're able to just print it, because we're able in the stock market to just switch rules, what right. is the meaning anymore? So, so it's kind of pushing people to cryptocurrency. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, a, a take that I got from somebody, and uh, yeah. this this is from me watching. Uh, so the owner of uh, the owner of Robinhood is Vlad Tanir, right? Okay. Vlad, Vlad Tanir, Vladimir Tanir, and he's yeah. a, a Bulgarian entrepreneur. And um, what CNN and Fortune magazine and all this said, all these things, all these excuse me outlets put out is that he's not backed by some big powerful Wall Street regulator or conglomerate. He's not, you know. He's not funded by them, right? Or licensed by them. Mm -hmm. um, what I got was this, and that's true. And I agree with you 100% of them limiting the little guy. What happened yeah. is, is that they're saying that Robinhood didn't have, because when you buy options, right? So it's different types of trading, right? It's straight yeah. up trading with your cash. It's straight up, you know what I'm saying? Buying stocks, riding it out, selling high, selling, selling low, shortening, which is, you know, selling high and buying back low. Um, so options trading is when you bet, you bet a certain amount of money, you know, that the stock is going to be within a certain price range in the future. It's pretty much options trading. Yes, sir. So a lot of people, what I, what I was told, and don't, like I said, you can, people can fact check me for sure. You know, we can have mm -hmm. this conversation moving forward. What I was told yes, was that a lot of people were buying options on these stocks. They were option mm -hmm. trading on these stocks. And what that means is, is that they are, are they were using their money, leveraging the yeah. money that Robinhood allows you to leverage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's another reason. I'm going to let you finish, but that's definitely another reason why Robinhood stopped because I don't even think they had the money to pay people. They had to hold take on, that line to credit. On, hold on, hold on, and I, and I want, but, I, but that's what I'm explaining it because I, yeah, 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 yeah. I want people to understand too, like, like part of it is like, okay, yeah, you know, they weren't expecting the little man to invest and do what they were doing. The little the little man was moving the fucking market. And that's because people were doing it and, you know, a lot of people were doing it. But but mm -hmm. to Robin Hood's defense, exactly what you said. Yeah. They're, they're not backed by some big conglomerate. They're not licensed by some big conglomerate. So all of these moves that were being made on their platform, they didn't have the money to cover so so and that's the defense in court right now with the sec and and against these these uh people who are having these class action lawsuits is look man we didn't have the money to cover all these bets we're not we're not a wall street app we're not a wall street company like you know we were kind of giving the little man an opportunity to trade but we don't have the money to cover all these bets so we had to stop the bleeding like they or else or, or else if the market took a swing or something something happened you know and, and and boom, they get caught. They're they're pretty much fucked. You know what I mean? They they they're bankrupt because of all these small traders. So that's what happened. That that that's that, and that's pretty much Robin Hood's main defense right now. That a lot of people don't realize is that yeah, I'm taking all these bets, right? These all these options, all this option trading. I'm taking all these bets. But if this shit goes south, like I don't have the money to cover it, so I gotta stop yeah. taking the bets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I gotta I gotta cut it off. And that's what happened. And that's what happened with Robin Hood. That's how it was explained to me. Because at first, I was. No, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. They were okay. they was on TV, and they explained that too. Yeah. And they do. They do have the activity to back it up because they did call for those lines of credit. So, 
Exactly. You know, they, they they got pushed themselves. They got pushed themselves. Yeah, they got. Yeah. You know, they in, in a rock and a hard place. Now, my question is, how does this affect Robin Hood? You know, do people want to use them? Because say now, now say in the future, there's not a meme stock. Say in the future, there's just a good stock that mm. everybody's just, you know, there are things like that, you know, mm-hmm. say like, say like you're coming up on the next big company that's rallying. There's no, no reason to short it. It's, it's getting popular. You're telling everybody. Would right. you want to use Robinhood in the future, knowing that this could happen, that a lot of activity could crash the system? Right. I think that this is kind of a gift and a curse for Robinhood. I think yeah. that, I think I this, mean, their, their name is out there. Their hey, name has been out there hey, now. So. Hey, there's a saying that I, says I saw that. Meek Mill, I saw Meek Mill on Twitter talking about, hey, how do I use this? I just downloaded Robinhood. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like you're a millionaire, bro. Like, not to say that as a millionaire you can't use it, but it's like, right. damn, you got the bread to go use like Charles Schwab or Fidelity or something. Big facts, and, North, you know, Northwestern Mutual or something. But but look, look, but this is the thing, bro. This is the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no press is bad press, b. Like exactly. they, they got it got Robin Hood's name out here, right? Mm-hmm. Now people know that. Damn. All these people are using Robinhood, man. Robinhood can really leverage this whole situation. Them explaining it, why they did it, they can leverage this this whole situation to get funding, bro. Mm -hmm. And then they can start charging for transactions. Yeah, maybe maybe not as much as TD Ameritrade or Mm -hmm. the bigger brokers, but I mean, there's obviously a demand for for apps like this and people using Robinhood. Who says that a big brokerage doesn't buy Robinhood out outright? It could take them to a new level. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's a gift and a curse for them. It was kind of like, damn, like this put it put them in the limelight, showing investors that people really like using Robinhood. It's easy to use. It's a great platform. Man, they might get a couple billion dollars in, in, in investment money after this, and then they could cover those bets. You see hey, what I'm I saying? I hope. So I, I mean, know. hey man, you know, work smarter, not harder, baby. And, and and Vlad, he's not a stupid. He's not a stupid dude. He's probably prepared to nah. go to court over some shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just that people have to 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 be able because there was a lot of people who were irate, bro. It's a lot of people who were mad because the trades didn't go through because they couldn't. You know what I'm saying? It was only allowing them to sell, so they're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna ride it out." You know what I mean? Which is cool. Which is cool. But you gotta realize that. You know, the, in a larger scheme of things, man, like Robinhood as a company, they were overextended. G, they were overextended, yeah. and 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 they did what they had to do. I'm not saying it was it was the ideal move, but I mean, as a business person, and me and you both, you know, we we business minded guys, and and you know, been through those classes, like we understand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you can't cover your best, bro, like you in a bad place. <laughs> You in a bad place. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? Oh, talk man. about it. Talk about it. So, yes, sir. I just, I, I, you feel me? I, I just hope that everybody uh does their research and, and, and keep investing, man. Keep, 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 keep doing what you're doing. No, no, of course. Be educated. Be educated. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, definitely keep, keep, keep investing, but stay educated because yeah. it's one of those things, right? Like you know, the whole ride of the meme stocks for that week was great and people made bread. But even if Robinhood was able to cover all those options, right? It still could have turned out ugly for people. Because how long do people 
you know, how long do people hold on? You can hold it to the moon, right? But you can't control everybody. So there's other people out there who are like, oh, this is going higher, higher, higher. Let me sell. You know, not everyone's going to hold on forever. And, you know, who says that, you know, all the hedge funds and, and brokerages are just going to sit back and look at how this works. They're going to get involved too. And if anyone else gets involved, like who knows what happens, but you know, we saw this with the dot-com bubble, right? Bubbles burst. So period. even if, even if Robin Hood was able to keep those bets, you got to do your research and know when to get out because you don't want to be caught. And anything with too much hype, the faster it rises is just as fast as it can fall. Yeah. For people who got out early, they cashed out big. But there's a lot of people who were like, nah, I'm going to keep holding on and they're losing bread. So, you know, regardless on, on if the company that you're using can afford you or not, do your research on what you're buying. I mean, let's, let's, let's speak plainly, man. A, a stock like GameStop. Like they were they were hurting before Elon or whoever oh, tweeted that shit out. Like that. I mean, yes, GameStop, bro. Like I download brand new games to my PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? I don't walk into a GameStop. You know what I'm saying? I can order a controller online. I can, you know what I mean? Like yes, I can get whatever sir. I want online. So so GameStop mm-hmm. was hurting beforehand. So I mean, to 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 somebody who's been investing or somebody who knows the market, you know that it's fluff. Yeah. You know, you know that it's fluff, you know, but it's her mentality, right? Somebody popular tweets something, somebody else posts something, and now next thing you know, boom, everybody's buying it. It's like, okay, I get it. Make your couple bucks, right? Get in, get out. But man, don't, don't, don't get caught. Don't get caught in the her mentality, man. You know, make yes, edu- make yes, educated sir. decisions. And that's all I got to say about that, bro. Just make educated decisions because uh, yes, um, investing is a great, can be a great thing. And, and, yeah, and make I, your money work for you. Yeah, period. Period, bro. Um, shit, speaking of investing, man, Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey. They're going to, they're going to, what, what Virginia wants to do is invest in legalizing marijuana. So, you know, hmm. shout out, shout out to the homie Jay Free. Uh-huh. You know, he sent this in the Discord server that we were talking about. Yes, sir. The Kai podcast. That's right. On Discord. Let's uh, get it. But nah, he he had he had uh he had alerted me to this news that said the state of Virginia is set to legalize marijuana for the recreational use on July 1st, 2021. Now, you know, Virginia is not the first state, of course, to do this. They're following and a long line of states who have, you know, worked or, you know, worked on legalizing marijuana. I was going to say worked on this experiment because a lot of places have treated it as an experiment. It's not necessarily that they accept marijuana or they're ready to just legalize marijuana. Basically, a lot of these states might be hurting, right? Yeah. Just like how Illinois did. Um, and let, they let, see that legalizing marijuana is a great source of revenue or tax revenue. Let me put this out there. According to CNBC, Colorado, because Colorado was one of the first states to legalize marijuana. Yes, sir. Uh, as of 2019, Colorado reached $1 billion in total marijuana state revenue. Bam, 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 bam. Hey, hold on, hold on. The state, 
the state. Yes, sir. And we're not talking about what the revenue, what the weed growers made, what the weed distributors made. We ain't talking about yes. the cash that wasn't reported. Let's get it real, because it's a Come fucking on. cash business. Shout out to people on the street. You hear me? You heard me? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, 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 so fucking economics for real. For real. Hey, hey so Colorado as a state. Mm-hmm. From from taxing the marijuana industry made one billion dollars in a five billion. in five years from just taxes. So just imagine yeah. what that number is overall. You know, gross revenue of the marijuana yes. industry. Yes, yes. To be honest with you, I'm confused why these other states are so far behind not. the yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's just smart. It's smart. It's a proven product. People want it. Um, outside of people just strictly wanting it for recreational purposes it can be used medicinally as well you don't even necessarily have to smoke or get high you know you can uh invest in cbd products that Big has facts. all the medicinal properties without the high without the psychoactive uh component without the thc so, exactly i mean even nowadays you know shout out yogurt another guy from the discord i'm gonna keep showing discord love today uh, yogurt. He, had, he had told me thc8 is something that they're working on right now which you know it is is a naturally occurring thing in the marijuana plant but you know scientists have now been able to ex- extract that right and thc8 will give you that same euphoric feeling of a marijuana high but it won't give you the negative effects such as, you know, mild addiction, such as um, paranoia, such as being anxious. So for people who, you know, do strictly want to use this as a medicinal uh, product, and even for people who want to use this as a recreational product, um, it's one of those things where I guess they found out that this can be treated like a beer or something like that and i do know alcoholism is a thing but there's a lot of people who are able to drink a beer maybe once or twice a month and put it down and not think about it again at all it's not like they fall off the wagon or something there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are able to drink responsibly um you know whereas it be with marijuana it's it's definitely not as destructive as alcohol but there are people who you know they they make it uh, uh kind of a, a daily routine or like a part of their personality or something. So it's the it's the wake and bake. It's the smoke before you eat. It's the smoke before you watch TV, play video games, do anything. Yeah, big facts. I mean, it's a lot of people who use uh, marijuana, right, medically to calm them down from their anxiety, to relieve them of pain, to, man, give them more clarity because, you know, their minds everywhere throughout yeah. the day or you know what I'm saying with whatever they're doing so and that's what I'm saying man it has so many medical and so many great properties I'm just a little confused as to why these states who are hurting who are hurting financially mm-hmm. who uh who obviously see the numbers of it creating jobs and creating more industry for their citizens right to benefit yes, from it, why why are they so be- far behind the, the the ball? You know what I mean? Like yes, it is what it is. You know, men men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Shout out God, don't you feel me? Yes, so, sir. So yeah, no, my, my only my only thing I was gonna say earlier 
Uh, actually, Khalil just hit me up. He said he, he was sleeping, so I told him to jump in. You know, he can he can be with us for the last thirty minutes or whatnot. Um, but regardless, you know what I was saying is that you know with this with this THC eight thing, it kind of eliminates that. You know, it's kind of giving people this opportunity to smoke and indulge. And they're not necessarily thinking, okay, let me smoke again. Let me smoke again. They can if they want, but it's not necessarily something that's going, you know, going to going to kind of be that voice in in the back of their head, like a normal stoner, like I gotta, you know, incorporate this into every day. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where you know, the future of marijuana could be just like just like alcohol or something. Yeah. And then, you know, you take away that anxiety feeling, you take away this so you can you can just have a smoother, a smoother buzzer, a smoother high or whatnot. Um, but regardless of all that, Virginia is talking about it. That's where they're likely heading. Um, I read something, I read something on Instagram or on Twitter just now where somebody said, Hey, um, you know, I was speaking to, you know, it was someone who was speaking against it in the government. And he said he was speaking to families and he was like, I've had seven people cry in my arms because they've lost their children to overdoses. Of course, you can't overdose on weed. No one has died from marijuana. Um, you know, and then you had another senator or I, I'm, I'm not sure if she's a senator, um, but she's definitely in Virginia government. But she, she kind of followed up on that and was like, yes, I am here to vote against this. Um, we, we have to prevent these marijuana deaths. People just laughed at her. So it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure it's going to go through, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to them, man. And uh, I think that we, as a society, should continue to progress forward. You know what I'm saying? That type yes, of, sir. doing that type of shit. Um, doing our thing out here. Shout out Virginia. Hey, big <laughs> fact. Shout out, shout out VA. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Man, let's talk about your boy. He got released. Kodak Black. Kodak Blizzak Sniper Gang. Hey, so if you didn't know, Kodak Black has been in prison for a while now. Um, Long time. You know, his career has kind of been riddled with with, uh, prison stints. He's got really, really great lawyers because he's been in and out. But the last time he went in, it looked like he was going in for good. Um, So he's been in jail for quite some time now. I'm pretty sure a few years. So... You know, the last time that he was out was when he had released that song ZZ. Let me let me look up when that song was released just to give you an idea of how long Kodak has been behind bars. Yeah, and if you guys didn't know, Kodak Black was actually pardoned by Trump before he left office. A lot of people uh, attribute that to uh, Little Wayne's conversation to him. Okay, okay, so you didn't see that. October eighteenth is when this song dropped. Recorded right. September. I said 18th. October 2018th is when this song released. It was recorded September 2018. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the video was released in October and he was in the video. So you have to assume that he was free in October 12th when the song was released of 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, ever since then, he's been locked up. So he, he, he was pardoned by Trump. 
before Trump left office and he's now out of prison. So from the end of 2018, let's just give him a grace period of say all of 2019 to, till 2021. So that's definitely two years, two years and some change that he's been behind bars. Now, when he was behind bars, he said that he was tortured. He said he was starved. He said he was beaten. Basically, he was just being treated unfairly by uh, the guards and, and uh, police. And, um, you know, he, he lost a lot of weight, you know, similar to Gucci Mane. But, you know, in Gucci Mane's situation, he said that he just doubled down to eat well and focus on getting healthy behind bars. Um, I don't know the story on Kodak Black, but we do know that, you know, he said he was being starved and tortured and he was in solitary confinement for so long. Now that he's out, he's very skinny. He looks like how he did before he was signed. Um, he looks like how he did when he was on the come up. So, you know, he looks healthy. That's a good thing. They, a lot of people like to troll and say, oh, it's a Kodak clone. So, you know, he, he's got those jokes going for him right now. Here we go with but, the clone shit. Come on. Yeah, Come on. yeah, he's got those jokes going for him right now. But, you know, shout out Kodak, man. It, it's good to see him healthy. It's good to see him free. Hopefully he can stay out of trouble. Um, I know his lawyer is a friend of Trump, so that had to that had to help. I know a lot of people said a lot of these pardons were a quid pro quo, and this one was no different. Um, in his letter, it stated that, or in, in Trump's letter about this part, and it stated that uh, Kodak and his team had donated $50,000 to Barstool charities or something like that. Obviously, Barstool is, you know, close to Trump and whatnot, and Trump is fond of Barstool media and whatnot. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, to get out, you, you, you had to pay. <laughs> he paid and right. his lawyer is already friends so it's one of those things where like yeah you're happy but we we know what it was you know it, it doesn't come without a price um but with all that said before you even say anything with all that said with with all the congratulations we do have to keep it real he still is facing another case he is facing uh, uh i think a rape charge Come on, man. If it's not rape, it's sexual assault. But he, he's definitely facing some serious uh, sexual assault allegations. So, yeah, man. It's what it is. It is what it is. But, I mean, shit, you know. He'll have his day in court. You know, it's uh, innocent until proven guilty, right? You feel me? Due process. Due process. Uh, but, shit, if we can give a larger yes, message sir. out here. If you're an artist or if you're anybody out here, man, just stay out of trouble. Jesus Christ. No means no. Stay you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, stay out of trouble, man. For real. Shout out to Kodak, though. And, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, speaking on another artist, we, 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 you know, we went over this. Um, and I thought this was important to talk about because of, uh, like, the culture. You know, a lot of people talked about the culture. Um, in Hollywood and uh, Britney Spears, man, they were trying to make a, uh, they were trying to make a um, documentary, auto, yeah, documentary about her, but but she, she you know, she kind of refused interviews and they couldn't really interview her because she said that her life wasn't her own. Now, what does that mean? What does that I, mean? Right? You know, I commend her, right? I commend her because when when we were speaking about this, you know, I I, I said that she's still under a conservatorship. You remember when Britney quote unquote had. Had her breakdown right? right you know she 
you know, a lot, this, this uh, life, right? This celebrity life gets to people. We've seen it happen before. I, I literally just watched a documentary last night on Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay, Khalil said, let him in. <laughs> hey, we rocking. We're going to bring him in right here on this, right live on the Kai. Okay. okay. That's it. Khalil, what's happening, man? Oh, let's see. Get, get your camera on, big dog. What's up? You feel me? Uh-huh. <laughs> you live, are you oh, live and direct? You live and direct. How you living? <laughs> hey, we live right now. just woke up. Come on, guys. My bad, dog. Are you good? <laughs> you good? Up. Okay, you just caught us. We, we, we just finishing this topic about Britney Spears and whatnot. But uh, what I was saying was that I watched a documentary yesterday, and it was um, Anna Nicole Smith. And it was her rise and her fall and how tragic that shit was. Right. So like, you know, a lot of people can't handle the limelight. We, we, I mean, we've seen Kanye right now going through it. Right. So, so, you know, Brittany, she had her breakdown and after she had a breakdown, her parents kind of swooped in and became her guardians again, even though she is an adult to this day, they are still her guardians. So she, she's tried to go back to court to fight this. The court has denied her every time. So, you know, her parents still control her finances. They can control her curfew, where she goes. You know, it's like she's a kid. So if you think about that and, and you know, her own parents can't even sit and talk with her and give her this leeway or, or understanding, you know, let her stand on her own too again. Then, yeah, I do believe that they controlled her life the whole time. And why, why should she uh, participate in this documentary to make them some more money? I mean, yeah, because think about it, bro. Like, they kind of created their own monster. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, mm-hmm. con- they control every aspect of her life, bro. They, they, you know, they t- they, they control their finances, control what she did, control, like, probably probably even the music that she did, probably even the interviews that she did. Mm-hmm. Like, like, bro, she, it's kind of like a person who's incarcerated their whole life. You know what I'm saying? They're, like, institutionalized. Like, they can't really do shit on their own. So, I mean, I, I don't know, bro. Like, I mean, what did they expect? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just kind of fucked up, bro. You can't do that to your kid because then when they grow up, they're going to spite you, obviously, like once they're able to understand what the fuck will happen. Yeah, yes, facts. Sir. Big facts, So what man. you been on, Khalil, man? Speak to us, bro. Uh, shit, bro, I literally just looked like you got 10 years ago, bro. I get that lie. cut? Nah, I ain't got no cut right now. That's why I got the rag on, bro. I, I got I had the rag on because I'm about to I'm about to reveal the waves, bro. Oh shit. <laughs> on, yeah, you about to be the same, bro. Hold yeah. on, man. Hold yeah. on, man. Yeah. The waves, it's just a little bit. It's coming in, it's coming in. I gotta nah, get my brush on, bro. But bro, I, this whole week I've been working seven to seven. So like my body is like all fucked up trying to get like trying to get used to it. So like, that's what I was saying. I was saying you work you work late, so yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 for everybody who's listening, man, and all the guys in the court and shit, give a little background, bro. Give a, give us some details, man. Where, where, you, where you stationed at? Like, how you got there? Where you from? Give it to us. Uh, I, I got you. I'm originally from Florida. I'm originally from Florida. Um, I got here, I want to say, I got to Hawaii. Like, I'm stationed in uh, Hawaii. I got here in November. Mm. So, yeah, I've been here since November. Part of the Air Force. Uh do cyber transport to like translate that to like english it's fucking like it pretty much like we do like communications like we pretty much work on the systems that allow airplanes to communicate and all that so 
kind of nice. big deal, kind of not. It's pretty nice. cool. Um, yeah, man, it's been kind of like it's been kind of a journey because my whole military experience been kind of like fucked up, honestly. Like I joined in March, and so when I left, like when I left, like when I left for basic, there was no COVID, and then like in the middle of basic, COVID and all this oh. shit happened, and then like everything changed, and then it was like weird because. Obviously, you know, like, you can't talk to, like, you don't have your phone. Like, you can't talk to people. You can't communicate. So, like, I'm just going off of what they're telling me. And I'm in basic, like, just scared as fuck. Like, is my people's dying? Like, what the hell's going on? And obviously, I'm from yeah. Florida. And it's probably the worst part to be in, like, you know, the United States right now. So, yeah. it was all kind of, man, it was all kind of crazy. Like, it's been uh, it's been kind of hard. Like, it's been kind of hard. But I got good people around me and shit, you know. And hey, you know, I know. And like when you when you hey, get out Paul, of yeah, you, you're in the navy, right? Hey, so, hey. so when you get out of basic, how does that compare? Yeah, yeah. When you get out of basic, man, you just want to see your family, you want to talk to your friends, you want to catch up on everything. So if if, if you if you in basic and you don't have any contact with the outside world, and all of a sudden they tell you this is this big pandemic, right? Like hundreds of thousands of people are dying. You like, man, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. all, it's, it, it, hey, to be honest with you, man, it, it's almost like some Walking Dead shit because you, you don't know what's happening on the outside world. You know what I mean? You don't know exactly what's happening. You don't know if your family's safe. And if you got family all over the United States or, or all over the world, like, you you really don't know what to do or what to think. So I can imagine the anxiety that that creates. Yeah, bro. It was, like, literally like that. And then since all the pandemic shit happened, like, they canceled, like, family being able to come and see you, so, like, after I graduated, like, I didn't get to see my family afterwards, like, I went a whole, uh, I went from March all the way until the end of November without, like, seeing any of my family or my friends or any of that shit, and then, like, the most frustrating part was about, uh, about it was I was, like, maybe five hours, like, I was a five-hour car ride away from my family, but, like, they had like all these rules and restrictions and shit like that, that it just, I just couldn't see them. Like, um, I would say though, like, I'm not gonna lie, like going, like going to the Air Force has been pretty, like, you know, they've been pretty good to me though. Like other than the whole COVID stuff, like they treat, like, you know what I mean? They treat us right. Um, one of the main reasons why I wanted to join is because like my dad was in the army and he's like, yo, like, if you're gonna join the military, definitely go Air Force because they treat the people the best. Like, you know, y'all get the best equipment, y'all get the best so I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I have seen it though from like firsthand experience, kind of like I don't know what the Navy is like, but I mean, we work with a lot of Navy people here at Pearl Harbor, so like, you know, right. obviously it's, like, you know, it's pretty cool, because like this is my first base, and it's like so much history here, I'm kind of like, like I love history, and some of the builders you can even see kind of like some of the uh like bullet holes, like still are in the buildings and stuff like that, like there's just one building that's still damaged from even back in Pearl Harbor when it happened like so many years ago it was pretty cool to drive by and like see that every day, kind of like remember. Yeah, man. Khalil, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to the court. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. but nah, speaking on Hawaii, bro, what's 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 been some of the uh what's been what's been like the day to day, man? The upsides and the downsides, man. Um, so I would say upsides, bro, is beautiful. Like you know, what I mean, I can walk outside and I'm seeing mountain. Like you know, what I mean, I'm, I can yeah. see a mountain. Um. It's the people here are the people here, as long as you respect them, they kind of like they give you that same respect back. And they're really yeah. friend, like, you know, they're really friendly and welcoming people. Um, mm -hmm. I think the main downside that I'm starting to notice, though, is like so here it's only a one percent okay. of African American of African Americans here. 
So and probably that 1% is all coming from the military, if you really think about it. So it's kind of like I'm here, but I don't have any yeah. culture. So it's kind of hard. Like sometimes it's kind of hard to relate to people and stuff like that. You know, um, people can try to talk, like, you know, talk you through stuff or like act like, you know, they know. But it's just yeah. different than talking to a brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like me and you talking like, bro, like we could like when you talking to another brother, bro, like it's like. Y'all don't, y'all don't even have to know each other. Y'all can just talk. Like, I can just pick up a conversation. It's like, I've known each other for years yeah. and stuff like that. But it, we, we still kind of have that uh, way of thinking that is kind of like a little bit sheltered a little bit. So like, I wish we had more okay, culture. Okay. Um, there's still a lot of things to do. Like, you can go on hikes. You can still go out to eat. Um, the beaches are all open. But there's no nightlife right now because uh, all that yeah. shut down. You know, because I was going to ask, you know, when you, when you uh, think about it, right, and it's always been depicted in movies when you're like, the American or especially the black American and like a foreign and it's not even like Hawaii's foreign but you know you know what I mean when you're in a different spot and and of course you're in the military too it, it's kind of like you got those I don't want to call them groupies but you got those women who kind of gravitate to the military yeah dudes, you know Sex, yeah. so you know obviously I'm about to get into it like you, you've seen that but it's COVID so it's kind of hard you know it's like yeah how does that even work like have you been on on the tender streets have you been trying to like get out there or have you just been hitting up shorties back home i mean i still kind of like got like a little thing with my like you know what i mean with my ex back home so like i haven't been really Come you know what I mean? i'm just trying to work on that and focus and trying yeah. to you know get that to work but i do see like you know how people can kind of gravitate to military like mm-hmm. the island's kind of like split there's people that love like the military and they want to like you know try to get that come up and then there's people that absolutely hate the military because you got to think about it though like this is kind of even though hawaii is a state i've been realizing yeah. this is like a own country like this is nothing definitely like how it is yeah. like back home like it's completely different here so they kind of see it as like the military came through and like all like the whole island is just all military and they took over like yeah. you know their land almost in a way like kind of like we're conquerors in a way but exactly. like this here and you think about it if the military wasn't here hawaii would probably go through shit like go through like go to shit because mm. how much like money we're bringing to the economy like every just everything like pearl harbor got to be one of the biggest you know i mean one of the biggest bases so it's mm-hmm. it's just it's weird i think the thing i hate the most is like everything closes at 10 it's like you know there's no nightlife like back home in florida everything is still open like i can go like if i was in florida right now i could go to a club i go to a bar unmasked mm-hmm. like you know be chilling even though it's not safe to do that, but it just sucks not having that option because then, like, I find myself being online, being on the court, like, too much and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I like, you know I mean, it ain't no really nightlife. Like, I'm a chill exactly. moment that I got here, but, like, ain't really too much shit that we can't do because we can't go yeah, on. man, you got to connect, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we was having this conversation that I definitely want to bring up. You know, a lot of people, when I said... What should we talk about? They say, you know, bring up the music that Khalil hate. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna go that crazy. We ain't gonna go there. But shit, dog. We was talking about, you know, shout out Yosei. He had asked everybody who's the artist of the generation, who's the best artist of the generation. I'm pretty sure everybody said Drake, yeah. but we did double back, or you know, a few of us doubled back and was like, yeah, it's Drake, but he ain't Kanye. See, the thing is, like. I can acknowledge that Drake is the greatest generation, but I'm never going to put him on Kanye's, like, level because, to me, yeah. Kanye is, like, the best artist that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, growing up, like, Kanye, like, growing up to me, like, Kanye was, like, I'm never going to call him God, but, like, you know what I mean? He was, like, 
like everything he dropped was just amazing. Like so seeing the shit that he drops now would be it hurts me honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus King and that like a fool. So I would never pick Drake. Like no matter how big Drake gets, like he can't match that quality, and he's not pushing the culture forward like the way that that the way that uh, Kanye was. So, but I mean, I got comments to this dog. I got comments to this dog. I want the old Kanye. Taking the gold Kanye. Hey, 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 you see what I posted, bro? So it's like, it's like, look, Drake is that dude. I mean, period. Anything Drake touches is gold. We've seen that. We, we, we've seen one hit wonders come and go just off the strength of Drake. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I ain't going to name no names, but they out there. They out there for sure. Kanye, though, Kanye has moved a movement, bro. Kanye influenced he influenced the generation. Kanye is the producer to work with. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just unfortunate that his personal life and his personal whatevers um, have affected his musical, you know what I'm saying? His, his production as, as an artist, man, as, as a creative. And I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, like Jay-Z say, if you like the old Jay-Z, listen to the old Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which, which I get, which I get, but it's like, that's that's true if the new Jay-Z or the new Kanye was producing and adding something to the culture. I feel like the new Kanye ain't really adding shit to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can say that as somebody from Chicago. I support I support them all day. But it's like, yo, like, don't let and I ain't gonna say her name, you know, respect, respect, but don't let other people influence like what you do as a person, like how you produce as a person. He has his own personal take on hip hop. He has his own personal way of producing the the great shit that we're used to, right? And I just feel like there's been other things in his life that have influenced that. And that goes for anybody, bro. Like, regardless of what's happening outside of you, you can't let that affect the best in you. And I feel like he's, he's let the outside stuff affect the best in him. So you know, I hope we get the I hope we get Kanye back. But I mean, as far as like the best rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like, like let's filter this because you got the best producers, you got the best rappers. The best rapper right now, I mean, Drake. Drake is like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's proved it. You know, he's proved it with the sales, the domination. I mean, like you can listen to the radio. And and a song from ten years ago could come on, and it'd be a Drake song, and it still sounds current. Like like Houston that Atlanta Vegas song. Houston right? Atlanta Vegas could come on right now. Came on the radio. I'm rocking, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking. I'm rocking, and it sounds and it sounds like it it just was recorded yesterday. So it's like he really does have it. But I guess to uh, Khalil credit, man, is it fair when we're focusing on this generation and the merits of this generation to compare him to Kanye from Kanye being from last generation. Is it even fair? I I say no, because then we're kind of like how we're critiquing the old heads for like, yo, like my generation is better. Like this shit is bullshit. Exactly. Like, that's why yes. I was saying that like, I can't like, all right, Drake is the best of this generation, but don't be comparing him to Kanye. Don't compare him to the other greats like goats. Cause Jay-Z and all that stuff. Like, Drake ain't even no matter how big his music is, he's never gonna be on that level of quality for me. Like, and like right, I said, right, his right. ethos, his ethos are different. So, like like you were saying earlier, you know, if you are somebody who respects the artsy fartsy, 
of course, you know, you got your Kanye, you got your Franks, you got Kendrick who can like give you some multiple layers. And that's mm. not to say that Drake doesn't have multiple layers, but he definitely has something that he's going for. You know, he definitely has. I mean, he's the one who got at Hove for rapping about, about the art. art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not that Drake is not an artist or he doesn't want to make art, but Drake is the type of dude who's like, I'm the popular kid, bro. And I'm going to be the popular kid. I'm going to rap about the fly show. I'm going to rap about the women. I'm going to rap about being in the club. I don't necessarily need to rap about, you know, how I feel. And he does rap about how he feels, but it's not like he's going to dive into that emotion and really be a sad boy. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people will call art, you being sad, opposed to you being on top, you know? Right, what right, I was right, saying right. is that um, he, like, I think the best way to describe it is, like, his music is safe. Like, he has, like, this lane that he's in, and he's not going to stand there. Like, sometimes he dabbles his toes, and, like, he'll try to, like, speak on real shit, or, like, he'll get real introspective, talking about his mom, talking about, like, previous relationships and stuff like that, but he has that lane where he's operating in, and he's not going to like, I think what you could say about Drake, he's not pushing no boundaries. Like, you know, he's not yeah. making the groundbreaking music or the shit that you might call a masterpiece. Like, he's not going to, like, you're not getting a to pimp a butterfly from Drake. Like, he's just yeah. not. But the thing is, I was trying to really say is, I wouldn't say Drake can't do it. He just don't want yeah. to. Like, he doesn't and that's have another to. thing. That, that's a fact. Because, you know, SKK the other day, like, he was saying how, Drake really is not going to give you like 12 dusty tracks. And Drake said that on a record before. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I could give you a classic of 12 dusty tracks. This is all you want. You want 12 Sandra Roses. And I was telling y'all, man, I haven't really felt much goosebumps from Drake outside of From Time or Furthest Thing or something like that. But if Drake was the artist to just give you that back to back, he might be shunning a whole nother side of his audience. Because for me, I might gravitate to that but you got somebody who might be an R&B Drake fan and they hear that and they just skip. And right. I might be like, man, I you skip that shit. <laughs> right, right, people, right, right. Like Drake has positioned himself to be in an area where, you know, that's what he does. You know, he, he's the guy who is, who is going to be uh, catering to a lot of different audiences. So he's got to give you a few of those tracks on each project. I like, uh, to be honest with you, bro, I like the mixture of Drake, bro. He'll give you the song. He'll give you the Sandra Roses, right? But yeah. but a, but as of late, like dude, he been popping off. He like man, I am that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like what the yeah. fuck? Zero to hundred, real quick, fam. Like 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 I am that dude. What I touch is gold. Like period. You know what I'm saying? Or even or even him and the Kanye beef. Like I said, I support Ye all day. But he but he even said that shit in a track with Lil Durk. He said, "Yeah, I told Shorty don't wear no three fifties around me." You know, no. what I'm like, like that. But that ain't that ain't him like falling to the to the wayside. That's him making it known. Like, nigga, I'm not fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Or like let, let's you heard on thicker mode, crap yeah. on the block. You feel me? You, you know, know what I'm saying? Shout out, hey, shout out to the six. You know what I'm saying? You said, hey, hey, what do you say? I, I be hating when, when when the guys act like the bronze. You feel me? He was coming at, you know, he was coming at certain motherfuckers. Like, uh, I, I like to see that type of thing. And that's probably the East Coast hip hop fan in me, right? It's like, yeah, it ain't all peaches and cream, fam. Like, sometimes if you, if you top of the game or you're doing your thing, regardless of what lane it is, right? Regardless of if you're singing or you're doing something poetic, like, sometimes 
sometimes you got to pop off and let them know that you're still there. Like, nah, dude, like, don't try me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got you. Yeah. And then I appreciate that. And I think, and like I said, back to, to your point, Khalil, like, man, I love Kanye, but I think he needs to get back to that. Like, he had that edge. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, watch the throne. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic, bro. Him and Jay was edgy. They was getting, you know what I'm saying? They were, they was in it. Shit, niggas in Paris. Right now, Kanye That's got it. Hove on that project. He got Hove. Oh, on I've that been project. saying that for years. Bro, bro, you know, and you know, Kanye touched every track, bro. And if yeah, he ain't, and, it, and, and if he ain't touched every track, you know, as far as like he making making the beat, he definitely oversaw it. So and that, so that's what I'm saying, man. And that's a classic. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, I be feeling like I be saying, man, I'd be good if I don't ever hear Kanye rap again because he gave me so much that like I, he don't gotta prove himself. You don't want him to deteriorate his legacy. Yeah, I don't want to see him go out like Eminem. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. see him. Like I want like, and it seems like he's getting too much money at this point to where he might not even care about music. Exactly. So it's like, I would, like, you know, what I mean, like. I can't see Kanye like really locking in, in the studio again and just making another masterpiece. Like the shit that he's been giving us is just like low effort. Like, all right, let me finish out my deal. Like, let me get out of this shit. He's just doing shit to get out of his deal. And you see how so his contract went, right? Just like how you were saying, yeah. you see how his contract went. How do you even get motivated to make music anymore when you know your contract is going to stiff you? Oh, fucked up. You know exactly. what I mean? It's, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if we, and plus, he obviously is making way much more, way much more money off of like Yeezys and stuff like that. That's so I guess like yeah. you'd only have to make music if like you really, like you really loved it. Yeah. Hey, Shots was fired, man. I got to rewind. Shots was fired, bro. He said like Eminem. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, cuz. You don't want to know something I hate. I do hate you know Eminem. Eminem. Come on, man. Eminem, you know he, he not he not he not what he once was. We can we can admit that, right? Godzilla? What? I don't want to hear Eminem in two. What? I'm not. So so Eminem so Eminem ain't got no flow. Eminem ain't lyrical. Come on, MGK told him his beard was weird. This is like that rapidly rapidly rap. Too fast to I gotta pull up. I'm not trying to pull up rap genius when I'm listening to music, dog. Like I'm not nah. Jeez. I can't Louise. I can't I can't listen to that. He's not listening to he's not all of them. Like I can't listen to that's not for me. Jeez, shots fired, man. <laughs> Damn. They're gonna get me can't they gonna get me canceled for coming down, man. Yes, sir. Get the get the sound effect. <laughs> you feel me? Whoa, man. Damn. Hey. All right, so I just I just checked the Discord. I've been shouting them out all day, trying to get people to join join the Kai's Discord. Uh, you know, over over in the uh, JBP server, the unofficial. Yeah, you know, no no. Yeah, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't the time. Um, you feel me? But yeah, yeah, man. Uh, they doing they doing Cardi versus Nikki. Who who you think is winning that one? Man, I'm, I'm a little biased. I, I love Cardi, and Thank so you. I got Cardi. Like I've never been a fan of. Nicki Minaj's music, like yeah. she got a couple of joints here and there, but when people were bigging her up and hyping her up, I never mm-hmm. really understood. She kind of almost in that Eminem realm where you like rapping, rapping off ass, doing too much, and you're not really saying nothing. Like the whole like this, <laughs> like the whole monster verse. I ain't lie, like I, I thought it was a little overhyped. Like you know, people were crazy, and that shit made her of a verse. Hey, I'm you know what? I, I gotta agree with you. I, I agree with you. Nicki is lyrical. 
but Cardi got all the attitude, bro. Like Cardi got all the, she got all the fire. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I've heard some think, real hot. And, and my thing is, my thing is like, yes, Nikki, you know, she, she accomplished a lot. You can't take that away from her. She took uh, female raps to new heights. Shout out Modelo. Hell yeah. Turn yes, it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I don't know, man. It's something with Cardi. And I know a lot of people like to say people write for her and everything. But just like Drake, man, you just got to you just got to uh, rate the music. And Cardi, man, I actually could just listen to her album. I know a lot of times men say like, you know, I can't necessarily listen to a woman, not necessarily because it's some type of gender thing, but it might be the content. You know, it might be like, I'm not in that mood. Maybe I can listen to it with my girl. But a lot of Cardi's music I can just play by myself and still get hype. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where she does make music that everybody, no matter your gender, can listen to. And she's still talking that, you know, that female shit. She's still raunchy, but it's just a way that I guess her producers have set her up. And it's like, oh, she yeah. rocking out here. You know, she really rapping. That's the main so. thing. That's the main thing with Cardi for me is like you said, I can actually listen to it. Like I can buy, you know, what I mean, I can throw on a Cardi shit. I'm like, damn, this is like this is hard. Like, I can yeah. buy to it. And most for female sure. rappers, that's why it kind of turns me off to them. Is because I can't really buy. Like I can't, I can't listen to them like that. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think and like the only thing is Cardi's like very new. I don't know if she got 20 tracks, but yeah, I think she do. Like if you going off like their peak of music. I would take Cardi over Nikki. So I think it'll be fun, man. Yo, y'all doing a real, real good thing with the verses and stuff like that. Like, that's just. Yeah, been- trying. <laughs> I'm trying to win this tournament, bro. Come on, son. <laughs> hey, man, I already told you, we we got, you know, all the mods we've been talking. We, we definitely got our money on Khalil. Ain't no favoritism. But, you know, just, just seeing how, you, how you've rocked in the past couple of verses, you know, I think you got a, you got a good chance. And for everybody listening, the, the prize is $100. Yes, sir. Get Bro, I came a long way from you making me quit that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, if you didn't know, actually, in, in one of the first verses in, in the Discord, uh, I was repping Meek Mill. Khalil was repping J. Cole. Now on paper, yes, J. Cole would, would win, right? But this is a versus, right? It's all about emotion. It's all about song selection. And, you know, a lot of times when you get in that introspective Cole, I could just knock it out the park with some meek, right? Just big, booming, loud voice ass meek, and yeah, 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 you know, yeah. everyone's gonna vote for him. So I feel like in the verses, even finish that. He, yeah, he dropped out. I feel like in the verses, not only is it important for you to know the 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 artist catalog who you're representing, but it's important for you to know the other artist catalog. Yeah. You know who you facing, cause you gotta know what they got in the chamber. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know what they gonna come with. Like, damn, he ain't played this song yet. He ain't played this song yet. So I gotta keep something to counter that. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Easy. It was like when I first started doing it, I was only playing cause like Cole's one of my favorite rappers. Mm. Like he, like probably like current rappers, he probably is like three, like top two for me. Hey, so, bro, I've been rocking with Cole since he came out, bro. I, the first time I seen Cole was at the Congress back in Chicago, which is like a you know what I'm saying? Not a big venue, but like yeah, 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 yeah. It's a medium-sized venue, maybe like you know a couple thousand cap. It ain't it ain't stadium status, so nah, yeah, nah, intimate, yeah. Yeah, this is this is this is wave cap. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, <laughs> slim jeans, slim jeans wearing cold. Yeah, you feel me? 
And I remember I seen Cole like back in I want to say 2012 because I was still in high school. He came like Universal Studios, and we got like a little um, we got the Hard Rock or was it Bob Marley's? It was one of those two, and like it was so small and such like a intimate show. Like, um, was that his uh, Dollar and a Dream tour? Nah, this is before a little bit before the sidelines sort out. Because I remember he's he had workout, but he didn't have the album. So like he okay. played workout and he played a couple played workout lights please and he played like two more tracks like and, were you one of the fans who was upset at workout y'all gonna kill me for this i like workout bro i'm not All gonna right. lie to look, 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 look. now that the time has passed and i've heard workout on the radio a few times i'll be rocking with it hey people selfish bro people selfish they want to keep <laughs> hey not on real talk because even some of my friends like they want to keep cold to themselves you know what i'm saying yeah. like we got this we got this exclusive like j yeah. cole fanship so motherfuckers want to keep cold to themselves so yeah. when he dropped workout and it went kind of mainstream everybody was pissed you know i, I wasn't mad at him i mean you know you want your favorite artist to to, to make it big and do it thing and go mainstream mm-hmm. kind of you know i was saying because when i first started listening to cole him being like like him being one of the top three rappers like out i didn't think that was gonna happen like i thought he was gonna stay like a backpacker kind of go like a jay-z lane almost and like he kind of created this own lane and just path for himself like you know i'm pretty proud from being starting to listen to him from the warm-up to see what he is now today so i, I get it. i mean when he makes songs like workout and stuff like that i get why he got to do it um the whole let Nas down shit. I was like, damn, man, this shit, this song was all right, though. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He, he didn't have to acknowledge it like that, you know? Yeah, but that was one of his influences, though, bro. That's, yeah, that's, how, that's how that's how really is, bro. That's how really yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? He he, he signed a Jay-Z shouting out Nas. I mean, woo. It's funny, because on Born Center, he was talking about, like, how he was almost making Jay-Z diss tracks and shit. He was shouting out Cole. Like, he was shouting out Pop back then. Like, mm-hmm. he was more of a pop fan, and he didn't really, like, so it's funny. Like, everything kind of comes full circle and shit, and then a couple years later, you're trying to get this nigga your demo, and then I guess Jay-Z wasn't rocking with it, so he's like, nah, fuck Jay-Z, and he's, that's just funny. Hey, and then Jay-Z didn't take a picture with him for years. That was the whole <laughs> joke, right? I don't know if that was real, but Jay-Z ain't taking a picture with that man for years. I don't know if he had to prove himself, but yeah, J, J. Cole went through his, his fair share of, of, uh, of trolling, you know, yeah, just going hard at him for no reason. I think that J. Cole, like like Lil said, he can create his own lane. Though, even without even without Jay Z right now, J. Cole would have a following. If J. Cole had if J. Cole had a concert, J. Cole would sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? So That's why you know, even when I heard that, it was kind of like, damn, Jay, like, because I don't think he took a picture with him damn near until Forest Hills or something like that, or maybe Born Center. And it was one of those things, like, now nah, he's accomplished a lot by this point, mm-hmm. so. On, I mean, I, I've been, I'm off the tequila, man. He ain't kissing no ass. Let's be real. Yeah, Call it what it is. That's a fact. He ain't kissing no ass. He's like, all right, I'm signed to you. I appreciate you. I'm over here. Let me do this. Let me grow these dreads out real exactly. quick. <laughs> and he did his own thing. He didn't wait for Jay-Z's handout, you know? No. Nah. Matter of fact, how many tracks is he featured on? Everybody, like I said, we had this conversation in the court. Shout out to the court. We had this conversation that's in the court. Right. How many people reach out to Jay to try to get a feature or, or, want, or, or pray to getting, you know, Jay circle to get a feature and Jay and here go Jay Cole signed to him. He like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, do I need it? I don't think so. <laughs> I think after his first like first album got like scrutinized so much, he wanted to kind of get away from everything and just make his own music and do whatever he wants and stuff like that. Like he didn't want to play to the industry standards of I right, I gotta have like a 
day and then I got to have singles to roll out and everything. Like, of course, he probably didn't want to make workout. He said it that Friday Night Lights was supposed to be his debut album, but the label wouldn't let him put out Friday Night Lights without having a hit or nothing like that. So that's when you get the corny song, like the kind of cheesy songs like Who That? I hate that song. That's probably one of the worst. To me, that's one of the worst J. Cole songs. I hate that song, bro. I like that, bro. (laughs) He (laughs) was going off. Him walking through the fire and shit in the video. Yeah. I hate that song. <laughs> I was like, all right, hey, you're not bad, bro. But yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It was a little like, corny, but yeah. So he, so he had like, you know what I mean? Like he had to make those tracks, and I'm glad that he got to the way that he had to. Like I remember in the verses, like I'm trying to play like my favorite J Cole tracks, and then say hit me with freaking dream, uh, dreams and nightmares, and then after that he hit me with Lord knows, and after that, and I'm just seeing like the chord like going crazy. I'm like, yo. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't really got like Cole, like the energy that Mick brings in a versus. That shit is hard. Like when it's it be hard, talking man. about, yeah. even like on a Joe Button podcast, when they're um, today they're talking about habit, they're like, yo, that's mm-hmm. mean ass beats to like going to go sit across from. Like, I don't know how many people want to do that. And like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, any uptight music. So, but nah, I think I, I, I know, I know, I know. I know what to do now in these verses and still like yeah, that. man. Fun, get that bro. money, bro. Get that hundred. <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Hey man, so like what I like a big thing that I did want to bring up is that like, you know, I did agree to bring you on this pod because I know you're starting your own pod. So I was like, hey man, like I think this would be a good starter just to get you, you know, really in tune with how you know how things go and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but you know, where are you at with it? Um, you guys got a name, or do you have a name, or so you know, right tell now, us what, what's I'm going trying on? To, so I kind of give you like a little background. Like I want to say 2017. So like from 2017 to 2019, I had a podcast with one of my homies, like one of my good friends back home. Like he's a producer and stuff like that. So like we used to just kind of talk music, sports, whatever is like you know happening and stuff like that. But the one thing about it, it wasn't consistent. Like same like we like we'll yeah. do two, like we'll do two weeks back to back them putting out episodes and then we might not record again for another three months so and it was always kind of like that you know i mean he is a like you know artist he's making music he's starting up like his own label and stuff like that so i'm not gonna fall him for like not being able to be able to be consistent like you know sometimes he just didn't have the time to mm-hmm. put like an hour or two hours down to you know what i mean do it so um it wasn't as consistent as i wanted to be and now i kind of see how podcasts work and stuff mm-hmm. like i want to be able to do visuals like i want to be able to do something like this so i just want to be consistent like i'm not gonna start something when i know like my partner can't be as consistent as i want as i want to exactly. be i'll have to like you know maybe rely on guests or i can't like i was even thinking about just starting a podcast myself and just you could do that you know, yeah. be, be, my, be like being my own but i'm like damn i don't know if i'm that interested to do something like that but Maybe I might have to just until I can get somebody, another host. Cause like, you know what I mean? I talked to George about it, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's kind of like flaky, like one week he's with it. Then the next week I don't hear from him or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, speaking to him, you know, shout out George. He, he's a little hesitant. You know, one yeah. thing I've realized with, you know, starting podcasts, you just got to hop in, bro. You mm-hmm. just got to yeah. do it. You just got to get in because you can, you can do all the setup and the prep in the world, but once you actually start doing it, that's all that matters. So, you know, I know speaking to him, he was like, you know, do we get the video? Do we get the audio only? You know, we can't be sitting in the same spot together. How does Zoom work? How does this work? I'm like, you know, I can tell right now, 
it might be scared money. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's like thinking about it too much. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm like, bro, we just got trying. You know what I mean? It, exactly. It, it's, be perfect. it's still a pandemic, right? Yeah. So even even the big pods, even the big shows, a lot of them are still doing Zoom as some type of like low budget or something. Like a lot of people. That man, because me and him, me and C, like we didn't. This wasn't our goal to do this, right? We just yeah. kind of we just kind of jumped into it, and it just kind of happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we were like, damn, like you know, I kind of like doing that. Like, like it's cool that we get to you know interact with people and, and talk about real shit and, and touch on subjects that you know what I'm saying, like that CNN or CNBC or other podcasts we listen to really don't even touch on, right? Because because certain personalities kind of kind of take over versus getting down to the nitty gritty. So it's kind of one of those things, bro. Like you might have somebody in mind that you want to do a podcast with. But you know what? You doing it by yourself or you doing it with somebody else who's motivated to do it might be the best, you know, might be the best lane. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of at with it. Just because, like, you know what I mean? It's something that, like, I've been listening to the Joe Bun podcast for a minute. You know what I mean? And that's probably, like, one of the main podcasts I've, I've been listening to. And then just seeing, like, Joe and shit. And, like, you know what I mean? They, like, obviously now it's kind of a little bit more industry and stuff. But, but back then when it started, it was just too – it was just a couple homeboys just in a crib, just kicking it, doing hella jokes, talking about music. Like it was kind of mm-hmm. like, like a barbershop, like as in like you just went into a barbershop and you put a microphone in it and then like they just recorded. Then the shit just went crazy and stuff like that. And I mean, all the stuff that they talk about, like woman, music, sports, blah, blah, like just pretty much like, you know, whatever's popping with your homies. Like that's like shit that I always like, you know, love. Like I remember back when I was growing up, my mom used to always call me CNN. Just because, hey, like, I was like, always had like news and shit. Like, I was always like in just like people's business and shit like that. She like, and she's like always asking me like, oh, like what's going on? And I'd be able to tell her and stuff like that. And so she's always, I mean, like when I was recording the podcast, she, she's always listening. Like, even she didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but she's just. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though, man. Uh, now, now let, let's speak on uh let's go back to the uh your uh, air force career and whatnot um you know I, I i know i said i wanted to stay away from it but you know how did you just get involved in the first place how was that transition from being a civilian to air force general not that uh, you are a general he promoted you real quick really <laughs> up the ranks yes, sir. <laughs> um, so i would say so like my dad like i said my dad was in the army for about 10 years but he got out before i got born so it wasn't like i grew up like a military brat or anything like that yeah um towards i remember towards when i when I graduated high school, like I had the kind of like the idea, like I kind of wanted to go like me and my, uh, me and my older brother, we were going to do the buddy system in the Navy and join okay. at the same time. But my brother, he got in like some legal trouble and he don't have any charges. Like everything was completely dropped, but they were fucking Ooh. him over. Like we yeah. took the ASVAB and all that together. So like I'm 19, um, mm-hmm. 19 at this time. So they were kind of fucking him over and they weren't like there. So, I took it and like, you know what I mean? He got a higher score on the ASVAB. So like, you know what I mean? He should have had like just the amount of good jobs as me. And they're like talking about all this waiver bullshit and like all this and saying that he couldn't join. So I was like, you know what? Kind of turned me off. I was like, all right, if he can't join, I'm not going to join. So, you know what I mean? Fast forward, um, fast forward, what, like six years, 
like I'm kind of going through like, you know, the civilian world, like I'm working, I'm going to school, like I'm doing a typical thing, like, you know, many typical things that you do at like around this age. And I just felt like I got to a point where last year, like a year and a half ago, is that I just felt like I wanted to do more. And just with school and shit like that, like paying out of pocket because I was so dumb partying, I lost my financial aid. I wanted like, you know what I mean? It just felt like with school, it just felt like, bro, like I'm taking one class per semester, like my nigga, damn, I'm 25 now. Like, when am I going, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to be making money, like making real money, working a real mm-hmm. job and shit like that. Like I was working merchandising at Pepsi, even though I was making good money, it was kind of like a grind because I'm waking up at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. and I'm slinging sodas and I'm slinging shit all day. And like just get home, you mad tired. So, and I got a couple homies that I was working with at my previous job that like joined the Air Force, and they were telling me about how good like you know they were living and like how much they liked it and everything. And he's like, "Yo, bro, like you should just try it." He's like, "Don't you like IC? Like that's what you're going to school for." He's like, "The Air Force has hella cyber jobs. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the." He's like, "Just go talk to my recruiter." And when I talked to the recruiter, his energy was so different than the Navy dude that I talked to years ago. Like with the Air Force, they have like. The Air Force don't recruit. Like you gotta, like you gotta actually try to like knock down their doors and try to talk to them. Like with the other branches, they go to high schools, they go to all these meetings, try to recruit people and stuff like that to get people to join. But with the Air Force, they have like a surplus of people. So when I was talking to the recruiter, it was kind of like if I was ever iffy, and I was like, oh no, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about this. He's just like, bro, like, well, call me when you're for sure, because like I don't got time to waste. Like I got millions of people, like, I got thousands of people that want to join this shit. So. um so yeah, I think it just got to a point where I just kind of wanted more. I felt like I would, like, I kind of did like a four year plan almost. I compared what I thought I would be in like four years if I stayed home and I was kind of like on the same track I was. I'm like, yo, like, what if I step out my comfort zone? I always wanted to join the military. Like, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Why not do it now and give myself a chance? So I kind of took the leap of faith. Like I was telling you before uh, last week when we were on VC that like I didn't really tell nobody. Honestly, like I, I mean, um. Bro, I didn't tell nobody until the month that I was literally leaving. I think when yeah. I look back at it, it was kind of like, I, I think it kind of like shook people because, like, you know what I mean? Like, we was living so good and, like, we were always having so much fun. Like, I know, like, I used to go out a lot, like a shit ton and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? And I was making good money and then it kind of shot people. Like, yo, like, why you want to give up all your freedoms? Why you want to do this and go to the military? But I didn't see it as that, like, as in me giving up everything. I kind of seen it as like, yo, this is kind of something I always wanted to do. Like, like, let me see it through. Like, I feel like, what if I go 10 years from now and I'm like, damn, like, what if I would have joined the military? Like how oh, I kind of always wanted to, like, I always wanted to be in the Air Force. And so I was like, you know, it's better now than never. Um, I don't really regret the decision, honestly. Um, I think the only thing, like I was telling you, is just the COVID stuff. Like, I wish I kind of could have saw that through. But honestly, if I would have saw the COVID stuff happening, I probably would have told my recruiter that I don't want to go anymore. So it was kind of like maybe a blessing in disguise. Like, when I was telling you the reason why I didn't tell nobody is because I felt like the more people I would have talked to, they would have tried to change their mind. Like, oh, like, why you want to join the military? Like, why you want to do that? Like, some people had, like, this ignorant kind of stigma of the military that you join and that they take away all your freedoms. They take away your whole life and stuff like that. It's not, it's not like that. Like, honestly, I joined and it feels like I work like a regular job. Like, you know what I mean? It might suck sometimes having to wear the uniform every day and shit like that and having to shave and like little things like that, that kind of like, but you get used to it. And after I get off of work, my life is my life. I live, I live and I do the same normal shit that I was doing before. So the transition to being civilian to military hasn't been that bad. Like, I don't think it's that hard of a transition. 
and it's a little bit better because I'm older. So maybe me being 18 and if I would have joined and getting niggas yelled, like having niggas yelling at me and telling me to march and telling me to do all this, I probably would have seen it a little bit different. But now as an older man and knowing what the authority is and knowing how to follow rules and stuff like that, it's easier. The hardest part for me, though, I'm not going to lie to you, bro, is obviously we all know last year was a fucking shit show. And like with the whole social, like social injustice and everything, like I was questioning myself, bro. Like I'm looking in the mirror, pinning on his uniform every day, pinning on a U.S. flag every day. I'm like, damn, bro, like did I make a mistake? Like how am I, like how am I, well, my morals inside is like, it don't really align, but like, I, I can't pick that on the Air Force because, like, not everybody in the Air Force is like that. And, you know what I mean? And, like, it was just kind of, like, it was just kind of hard at the time just seeing everything that was going on and, like, damn, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, what am I, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm giving, but, like, I'm not on the front lines and stuff like that, so I can't see it that way. But, like, I'm, for a long time, though, I was really questioning myself and it kind of made me, like, it made me, like, really question a lot. And, like, it was kind of, like, in, a, in, like, in a difference, like, damn, bro, like, I'm in the military and all this shit's going like, all this shit's going on. Like, I can't even, like, I feel like I kind of, like, turn my back on my people almost in a way. But I was talking to my dad, and he kind of, like, reassured me. He's like, bro, like, it's not like that, like, racism always been in this country, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes back to the seat at, seat at the table shit. Like, even though I'm such a small part of this system, like, you know what I mean? Maybe I can influence a couple people. Like, maybe I have an account. I mean, maybe one day, like, I can. I can talk to somebody that's higher up, and I can, like, you know what I mean? Let them know, like, how brother feels and, like, influence something to different. So that's what I was saying. Like, being black in the military was kind of like, when I first joined, it was, just, it was just a weird time, bro. Like, you got COVID, and then you got all that going on. So that was kind of I want to ask both of y'all, you know, Paul, you being in, from the Navy and clearly, you know, you're in the Air Force right now. You know, I read a report saying about how, you know, there there is some form of extremism in some of these branches. You know, they've 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 shown people who have these certain symbols that they might put on their own uniforms that are extremist groups back home. You know, I don't know if, if you've looked closely at, you know, the insurrection videos and stuff like that. Some people had symbols that had like, say like a numeral three with some stars and stuff like that. That represents some type of like, you know, gun freedom or something like that. But there's all these like, there's all these like kind of extremist groups or nationalist groups that they say you know, have some ties to military and not even ties to like the official branches, but people who are in the military might believe and might be, might be, you know, report was saying they might try to actively recruit. You know, they had a picture of, of some military guys in Iraq and they were holding up a Nazi flag. You know, they were holding up an SS and things like that. Yeah. So as, you know, black people, in in you know the navy and the air force have you come across that have you seen that have you had to you know confront people who who might be you know kind of um you know extreme or, or racist have you had to confront anybody yeah i, I mean I, I, yeah yeah that's all good yeah i'm uh Cause I can I can comment on this directly because I actually had to confront somebody. But as far as the military is concerned, um, one team, one fight, right? 
So like the military as a whole doesn't promote that shit. The military doesn't, they, they, they frown upon it. Like if somebody's caught with that type of thing, like, you know, they get punished for it under, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get punished under the U- uniform code of military justice, which is, which is the UCMJ, which is the law that military people are governed under. And um, so it's like zero tolerance for that type of thing. If it's, if it's identified now, all right, do individuals have their individual take on things their individual ideals? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just like years ago, they in, in Iraq, they had they had, you know, somebody spray painted a five point crown, you know, and put Latin King, you know what I'm saying? In Iraq. So it's like, you know. Okay, yeah. So there, there's definitely a lot of organizations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not, but they're not, but it's not the military in particular. It's the individual who came from that. Exactly. You see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But does mm-hmm. the military, yeah. but it, but, but it's kind of an oxymoron because the military, like I said, preaches one, one, one team, one fight. If you're in a war, wartime scenario, mm-hmm. I don't, your guy over here might be, might, might be Arabic. Your guy over here might be black and you know, it's a white dude. Like he's got to, you got to trust these dudes. You know what I'm saying? You got to trust that they're going to have your back. So like, yeah. so, so you can't, you can't have that division. So, so it's absolutely not, you know, it's not promoted and it's absolutely frowned upon. Um, but what individuals do in their individual time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you got to, you know, you got people who will say stuff out of order, but the difference between the civilian world and the military world is this, if I'm a higher ranking than you, you say some racist, something racist to me, I can handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can handle it and Khalil can vouch for that. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. If 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 I'm if I'm your if I'm your you know your ranking officer or if I'm your your you know your staff sergeant or if I'm your ranking guy and you say something racist to me, I mean you got a problem. You 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 yeah, got you, exactly. you, you, you you probably got three or four problems. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it ain't nothing you can do about it because we own that ass. And, and that's what I'm saying, bro. Like. Like that's the difference between the civilian world and the military world is that the military world handles military business. Like that shit is frowned yeah. upon. Like it's not, it's not allowed. So, so, so I don't like it that sometimes, you know, I see these like conspiracy groups putting it out there. Like that's the norm. Like that's not the norm. Yeah. That's what I was trying to tell people. Like I was saying before, when you take off that uniform, you got your own life. So you can't take the individual out of the person. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And when we're working, like, you know what I mean? Maybe I am working with somebody that might be like a supremacist or like, you know, but I would never know because at work, you they're not going to speak on it. You know what I mean? It's not speak, it's not speak upon or nothing. But, uh, and even like what he was saying about the Latin Kings thing, you got to think about a lot of people that joined the military, they're coming from damaged backgrounds or this is their only way out or they yeah. were in jail or, you know what I mean? They've been in a lot of trouble. So a lot of people kind of still on like those, damn like kind of like gang culture and stuff like that like one of my, i remember one of my homies on basic he was talking about how he's a blood back home and shit and he's like yo i'm not gonna lie we all doing credit like they're all doing like credit card scams and he's like the only reason why i joined it is because all my homies is getting locked up and he thought that he was gonna get locked up too because he was so around them and he's like yo if i join the military at least i know that the military is going to protect me and like you know i kind of have this back end if they do try to come down on me and i'll try to like get some leeway to get out of it so like a lot of people I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time adjusting is because this is like the only way out. Like it wasn't like really in their plan and then they join and then it's like, fuck, like how do I stop being this person? Like how did I stop being this person? But mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people get engulfed in the military culture is because they're not proud of who they were once were 
or they're not proud of, you know, how they grew up or they're not proud of whatever. So they engulf, they do 20 years in the service because it has that structure. It has yeah. that, 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 that team feeling or that team, whatever. you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I just think that, that it's messed up that, and, and unfortunately, just like we, we, we watched, you know, what happened in the Capitol. And, uh, I think, uh, these new, it was a couple of news outlets that said it the best. They said, man, they got people playing soldier. And yeah. I hate and I hate yeah. that. And I hate that, bro. I hate that they can go to surplus stores and buy military uniforms or camouflage. They change that shit. Hey, and never and never served a day hey, in their life. You know how crazy that is? Because because I feel like I feel like some of these fraternities and sororities got a a, a better hold on their you know insignia and their clothing because like you remember when Boozy was wearing someone's fraternity yeah, colors? Yeah, quick. <laughs> quick so like you you can't really go out there and and wear that shit for fashion but for you know for the military you can go out there and get camo this camo that surplus gear and you can just rock it yeah i don't necessarily know what i mean no no one's trying to get up in your face and ask you where'd you serve you know so yeah man that's 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 definitely something that needs to be looked at absolutely well they gotta change that shit I never like I never like that. Like he just go to like your little thrift shop and buy all this old military gear. And some people even pose like, yo, like yeah, I was in the service. Like yeah, service shit like that. I'm like man, that's just that's just corny shit. I mean, um, I to be honest yeah. with you, I, I I called a guy out one time because he 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 said he told me he served where I served, right? And I asked him like, oh, okay, like what year? And he said and he said the years like that I was. You know, in that specific duty station, I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell me about it. Like, okay, what base? You know what I'm saying? Who was your NCO? <laughs> like, 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 what you talking about? I had to bust out the ID on him. Like, you know, my ID says veteran because you got to show your DD 214 to to even get, uh, you know, what I'm saying to even get certified. But it's like, like, come on, guy. Like people out here using that as clout, like get your yeah. goofy ass, get your goofy Come ass on. out here. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't believe you. So yeah, it's like it's I like, bro. I should, I should slam your head to the ground right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that, like that's how it make you feel, though, bro. That's how it make you feel. Like like you you opposing man, and I think that uh, like like Khalil said, that that has to change in America. I feel like patriotism is a beautiful thing, but give respect where respects due. You know, and and I don't like these, and and even that, and even in that aspect, I don't like these conspiracy theorists coming out saying that too. Like, oh, everybody's in the military because I've seen that, I've heard that everybody yeah. in the military is racist. Like, I served in the military, I'm not racist. Like, Khalil's yeah. in the service right now. Like, that's that's not how it is at all. Like, the military for sure frowns upon that type of shit. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, bro, hundred percent. Because it, it separates you. Think about it. You got to be one team. It separates people, and that's exactly. not exactly that's not what we are. So anyway. Yeah, well, nah, you know what I mean? I think just people, it's just one of those things that people gotta not listen to, like, you know, all the stigmas out there and kind of see it through themselves and shit like that. Like, it ain't, and it's really not what you think. Like, yeah, it got, like, it's just like any job, like, you know what I mean, with a dress code, like, jobs that you got, like, even in the civilian world, they got dress codes, they got standards, they got, you know what I mean, policies that you must follow, that you must follow, or they're going to fire you, or they're going to... Shit, I worked for UPS for, for, for a few months, and I definitely had to, you know, shave and, and keep the sideburns. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not yeah they're man, not I know how it go. Man. I know how it go, man. Yeah, adjust to the culture. 
Yeah. Hey man, so I I literally looked at the uh I, I looked at the court just now. Uh you know, shout out Doug. He I see you in there. I see you in there. So what's the verses, bro? Before um, we hop so out of here, just just 94. give us a rundown on what you about to get on about so, what you about to get into. Yeah. 94 versus 96. I know it's okay. dusty as hell, but if you think about it, 94 got Illmatic, it got Rated yeah. High. It got Outcast first album, and I'm 96, so I'm bringing. Honestly, I don't see a way I should lose. Like that even trying to be cocky. No, no. Nah, what are you rapping? You rapping 96 or 94? I got 96. And oh, now that's all, that's already regarded as probably, if one not the best, best one of the best yeah, yeah. years like, in hip hop. So yeah, yeah 94, 96. Those are definitely looked at as two of the best, mm-hmm. but 96. Yeah, is you definitely regarded Tupac, as that that yeah, year. Tupac. Tupac albums that might yeah. be those are probably the top three Pac albums like without mm-hmm. the uh All Eyes on Me and Seven and Seven Day. I like I ain't got Illmatic, but I got it's, it was written and I know a lot of people like if you were to talk if I were to call my dad up right now he'll tell you that it was written is better than Illmatic. So like Ooh. I'm not gonna go on that hill, <laughs> but a lot of people a lot of people do say that. Um, what else came out that year? Uh, Outcast, AT, uh, ATLN. ATLN. Yeah. Um, Reasonable Doubt came out in '96. You know what I mean? I got a lot. I got a lot to pull from. So it should be fun, though. I think like sometimes we need those like dusty battles because we got a lot of young young dudes in the court. And yes, sir. Yeah, you know I mean, put them probably, on. They probably never even listen to no Nas or no Jay Z, nothing like that. Yeah, yes, and you know what? And if we could talk about it, man, like. We were talking about Cardi B and Nicki, but like, man, a lot of a lot of people, you know, younger cats, they don't even realize Lil Kim was the original. That's who, who that's who Come they on. came from. Yeah. Come on, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, on period, it. period. On it. So it's like, <laughs> you know, shit, you, you know, before you judge current artists, like you got to know where they came from, bro. You got to exactly. know where they pulled from. Shit, half exactly. of Cardi and Nicki pictures is remakes of what Lil Kim did. Yes, sir. <laughs> know the ledge. Know the ledge. You heard me. But all right, man. I'm a. I don't want to hold you up too much. I see people getting antsy. They talking yeah, about, man. oh man, we waiting, we waiting, yeah, we waiting. Man. So I'm. A, I'm a hop in there. You know, Team Khalil. You know, Kai gonna back you up. But uh, <laughs> yes, sir. This was episode 27 of the Kai. That's right. Yeah, of course, Kod. you got your host Ryan and Paul. But we sat down with a special guest, our homie Khalil. He's out there in Hawaii right now, stationed at the base. You heard it from him. He is part of the Air Force. He is repping that shit. He's bringing honor back to the military in America. Yes, sir. We got to get that name back to greatness. You know what I mean? Not that it went anywhere, but... (laughs) <laughs> we development we development exactly. hey shout out shout out we to the court shout out to everybody yes, who supports yes, us shout out join, to join the cod discord server mm-hmm. and and pay attention to you know khalil's pod when when it comes up we're definitely going to be uh shouting that out and promoting it hey man a part of the mastermind you know what it is full <laughs> speed ahead baby fresh yes, catch of the day right here right now the cod thank you cuz Yep. Sir, I appreciate y'all boys for letting me get on though. Like, Hell yeah, real fun, real fun, good conversation. And bro. yeah, hey, we we gonna hop on them VCs again. We def- y'all definitely yeah, gonna be yeah, hearing from yeah, Khalil because we we gonna have a <laughs> we gonna have a, a a whole separate segment where we where we in in the server hopping on. So you know, like I said, join the server, hop on and speak to all of us, man. That's right. It's the cock episode twenty seven. Get y'all vaccines, man. Let's That's get it. it. Hey, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Cause Pfizer or Moderna. Tell me which one you got. That's it. Uh, 
I got I got the Pfizer. I got the Pfizer. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. <laughs> next time, next time we get on camera or VC, I'm a, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna get that for real. That bro, it, it ain't as bad as what they're saying, man. Don't listen to these people. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna cover that next time. It's the COD. Like it's the COD. Hey, peace. peace. Thank right. you. Salute.